Welcome back to the Girls Talk Ag podcast, plowing through the manure online. Um, you know you're a big deal when you can like get the weather god to come onto your podcast. So it only took a, a small check. Wait, we have Tom Skilling on here? Wait a minute. <laughs> That's what, dude, seriously, Michael, plug your ears. When I worked, when I first started, like 2005, when I started trading, um, that was a legit thing. Like, because you didn't have Twitter, you didn't have anything like that. So no one was really looking at like the 10.8, 10.30 GFS model run to trade on and stuff like that. You had Tom Skilling's forecast at noon. Wow. And so you wow. really would see um, a change in the market and you could tell what his forecast. So yeah, it's kind of funny that you say that because it really was a phenomenon like back in the day. But anyway. When we, we used to have, we used to do the farm data thing and Chris would call on the two-way radio and I have to run in the office and pull up the farm data and look at the weather and go, okay, I think you're okay. You can keep going or there's rain moving wow. your way. Wait, it's changing direction. Right? My yeah. Uncle Greg used to call me because I would watch the Weather Channel because I wanted to be a meteorologist. So I would literally watch the Weather Channel for hours and he would call and say, Angela, what does the weather <laughs> forecast look like? Because that's what he's called me ever since I was like born is Angela. But anyway. You know, when I, when I was in Indianapolis, I did an internship with Fox 59, Brian Wilkes, meteorologist Brian Wilkes, and uh, he interned under Tom Skilling for two and a half years. So a lot of a lot of Tom Skilling's, uh, you know, methods and ways I've learned. Really? Well, I'm glad you learned Tom's stuff and not his brother's ways, since, you know, his brother's in prison. So, what? his brother was in Enron. <laughs> I'm, glad I haven't, I'm glad I haven't went down that path. Well, you're not from Chicago. Yep. Yep. Really? His brother was in Enron? Wow. Interesting. So on that note, talking about going to prison, Michael Clark's here from BAM WX Weather. Did I say that right? Did I? That's right. That's you got it. awesome. We're super excited. He's scared. Um, so if at any point in time you hear the word Oklahoma uttered by Michael, that's just his safe word we're going to ignore. So he, he apparently Ooh. lost a bet amongst the guys. So he gets to come on the Girls Talk Egg podcast. And we're really super pumped about it um, because, you know, a lot of our, our Twitter folk, Ag Twitter, you know, it was kind of an interesting year for you and, and Ag Twitter. Uh, a little oh, love-hate, you could say. <laughs> um, it's, it's a, it's a, he probably most mostly considered it hate. That's what, I don't know. I There were a few people that gave some love. I am, full disclosure, I am a, a multi-year subscriber to Michael's services. I like them. I love, you know, it's, I've uh, been very happy with the product that they have produced there at, at BMWX. But I know this year there were um, some interesting jabs and, and blocks and butthurtness and stuff like that so like the first question we're just gonna dive in head first for you michael yeah let's do you know it. what did you learn this year with ag twitter because it, it wasn't your first year i mean you were here you've been here i i say here like its own little world it kind of is um you know you've been in in amongst the ag twitter folk for a couple years now but this year really kind of seemed to be the first year where you're like holy crap these people are crazy I, I think uh, the number one thing I tell you, I think the takeaway was from us is um, if you have an opinion, keep it to yourself um, <laughs> when it comes to the weather and how it impacts the crop, yeah. you know, because we would say, you know, hey, I, I think this is going to this is going to be really impactful. And then some guy would come in and go, well, you're you're full of shit. You know, that's not, that's not going to happen in my farm. And it's like, okay, hey, you know, I'm not telling you that. I'm just saying we think that, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, and I think uh, that's true. I think it, I think it's in the wording. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. you can say things, um, and this goes for anybody, not just weathermen, but you know, particularly. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think that I think it comes across in the wording um, in how you say it. Not a, a lot of times, you know, you, you become, yeah, it is a struggle. A lot of times, people tend to forget the words "I think" or "I feel." or you know my opinion well i think everyone feels everyone else needs to stay in their own lane you know i don't give marketing advice you know i may repeat what angie says but i don't you know talk about market advice and angie doesn't talk about agronomy so chris just handed me a joke do you know why god created ag economists oh boy i can't imagine 
So weathermen don't feel so bad. Oh. That's why Michael and I get along so well. I think, and honestly, you know, like it, I full, di- you know, secondary full disclosure. There are several times I think I e- yeah. I messaged you, Mike, Michael, and was like, yeah. "Dude, you know, don't take offense. Yeah. This is why they're getting pissy." I apologize um, for my friends. Is that what you have to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Karen needs to up her meds. It's okay. Oh, whatever. <laughs> we made up in a direct message. The part it's fine. Is, is there's only 140 characters? Like. You, yeah. you, you can't even explain it if you want to. Like, it, it, you just don't have the ability. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I understand completely. And, and yeah. you know, going back to the ag economist and meteorologist thing, it's so true. Because there's times that I'll yeah. say something and one person will pick up on that thing that you hoped they weren't going to pick up on. You know, and right. say, well, what yeah. about blah, blah, blah. And you're like, dude, I just didn't get a chance. Or you haven't read my reply yet. You're obviously too far down in your timeline and you're blowing yeah. my for no reason here. Like, calm down I, for a second kind of deal. I mean, I've experienced it. I would say that the biggest backlash we took from it was when we started talking about plant delays. And uh, we talked before. about this start before we started the podcast. So this should be fun. Yay! <laughs> people, they, they were not happy about us saying we were going to delay planting. It was, I mean, we had some, we even had some nasty emails from, yeah. uh, you know, guys just saying, you know, you, you don't have a clue what you're talking about. And, and, and it wasn't, we, we weren't, we weren't telling our clients you don't need to plant. We were saying we think you're going to have delays. You're going to suffer from too wet conditions kind of deal. But it was taken as, you know, you guys were kind of wandering over into the, because like Karen's an agronomist. So she's the one that's talking to customers about when and blah, blah, blah. And that's what she's, you know, she's kind of like, oh, they started talking plant 17. Yeah. Well, there's just a lot more factors than just, you know, weather. So, you know, how many acres do they have? Is it a field that is tends to be wet for a fair amount of the season and it's dry right now? You know, there's just different things that need to be taken. And that's and that's an agronomist point of view from a farmer's point of view. I'm going to tell you, it's a very personal thing. I mean, we have very little control over anything we do. And so when you read a tweet like um, I wouldn't plant or you'll be replanting. A hashtag plant 17 i mean it, you know it's kind of like telling jen she's stupid if she's still out in the yeah. plant. i mean and, and it just becomes <laughs> i mean not that you said that but, but that's kind of it's very it it's a very personal decision and and we have very little control over anything we do and it's an emotional decision too i mean sure. like you know you can say you can tell me not to plant but if it's dry and I can be in the field, it's pretty hard to convince Chris that I need to quit. Well, it depends on the date. And and the date is so important. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where the emotion is where everyone really got fired up. I think emotional is the right thing. And I think that's probably one of maybe the biggest things you learned is that grown ass men can be exceptionally emotional sometimes, especially when (laughs) sensitive. I tell you, I, I really, over the last three months, I really cut back on my Twitter game pretty hardcore. Yeah. Uh, I, I used to post a lot and give away a lot of good information. And and, uh, and and it really wasn't terrible. It was just the same few select guys yeah. who really kind of just took it and ran with it like all season long. Well, like, we all have our super fans, yeah, trust like, me. All right, do you guys have anything else to do or just this? Yeah, <laughs> just that. You Pretty much just that, especially at the just train. That. <laughs> just that. Well, their wives, like, <laughs> flip them off from the kitchen. They're, you know, <laughs> hardcore mean tweeting you kind of deal. Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. And that, yeah, I mean, and that, that was the hard part. And I hate to see that when that happens. You know, I mean, I understand that people can have disagreements and, and, uh, you know, it's like these little click fights show up on social media, which is always amazing to me because you'll, um, it's like high school. It's like lunch tables sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, you know who sits you know. at whose it really lunch is. tables. Yes. Um, meanwhile, yes. Karen, Jen, and I are standing out back smoking cigarettes. Um, <laughs> Taking shots out of bodas. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's why, just kind of wondering why anyone's wasted their time eating lunch. But no, I, and that's, I, I, that's what I was going to say is, is, you know, what is the biggest thing that you've learned 
you know, through the ag Twitter and that it, the biggest thing I saw that happen uh, to you poor guys is you were everyone's the re so we had the replant debacle or whatever the hell it was, you know, the planning mm -hmm. delays where everyone's like, Oh no. And then you were everyone's best friend when you forecasted the dry weather. And then yeah. all of a sudden yeah. they hated you again when you were like, dudes, yeah. it's going to rain in Iowa. And, yeah. and kill the know, messenger, the kill the messenger. That's what it was. And I can remember you telling me, Angie, it's, it's going to rain. You're going to get rain. And I'm like, what the f ever, dude? It's drier than a popcorn fart. And, you know, like, I understand. I trust your abilities. But if it rains here, that's going to kill the market. And I don't want it to. So I'm going to ignore you. You know, la, 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 I can't hear you. And then we got, like, three quarters of an inch of rain, you know, that Friday during the heat wave. And out here in Iowa, yeah. that's it. I mean, that, that did it. Well, I had guys. I had guys that were commodity traders and whatnot that were calling and saying, listen, you're calling for rain if if it does or does not rain it this is going to make the difference in thousands of dollars yes yeah if you have to understand uh -huh. if you are calling for rain this is a very big deal and so there towards the end of june when we went through that really that really dry stretch in june and then we said there would be some rain to come back at the end of june that was the most stressful three weeks of my meteorological career I was more stressed out in that period than I have ever been. Now, see, you might gain some brownie points if you piss off the traders and not the farmers. So, right, that's <laughs> what. Tell the traders different Ugh. information than the farmer side, except for me, because I need that. Sure. You know, I need that good stuff. But no, and and I I could tell. You know, you and I, I had talked a few different times, just through direct message and stuff like that, and. Uh, I knew, you know, and, and I guess that's where, like, you and I communicating back and forth a few different times. I know how much you care about your reputation and being right. You remind me a lot of myself in that sense. Oh, we're so you sorry, know Michael. Putting, I know, I'm I sorry. Am. I'm sorry, we're dude. So Except sorry. for you're way less crude and uh, probably in far better shape than I will ever be. But I would say you got a pair on it. You got a bigger pair than I do on Twitter. Like, Jen because made her get them out of her like, purse. Yeah, she told me to get my balls out of my purse, and yeah. I've not been different. I've not been the same ever since. But, but no, I mean, I, I, you, our, our reputation is based on taking what information we can glean from the current situation, you know, whatever that may be. You know, for me, it's it's fundamental market information, blah blah blah. For you, it's all of these model runs and. And everything, which we're going to talk about what you use to build your forecast here in a bit. But you, you've you studied and you've honed your craft and you're trying to do everything you can to give your customers the best information possible. And sometimes it's out of your control when something happens different than what you're anticipating. And that kills you to have that happen. I mean, it does me. Um, yeah. It, it, the, wife, the wife takes the brunt of all of it because I come home and I'm like, listen... Just don't even talk to me. Right. All right. I, I missed the forecast today. I'm just I'm mad at the world, and uh, yeah. you know I lose sleep over it. But I'm with you. I mean, it's it's something that these the way I look at it is, you know, I, I relate it to the way these these markets have behaved. I know that it's hurting people financially, yep. and that they're paying us our hard earned money, their hard earned money. And here we are, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to give them the best information we can. So I take it personally, you know, we try to, we try to give these people the, their money's worth. So it's, it's a, it's a tough one. It's a tough balance for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, it is. And, and that's, yeah. I mean, that was the, the thing. And that's what I was going to ask you is, you know, with as hard as you work and as personal as you take a lot of this stuff, do you think the criticism that you got this year was, was warranted? And I, I mean, of course, you're probably going to say no, but have you, I, I would, I'd be like, no, <laughs> F you guys, I'm awesome. You know, but well, I, when I, when I go back and I look at the wording of my tweets, um, I can't argue the criticism. Yeah. And the reason, you know, I mean, because uh, some of my tweets were like, we're going to have plant delays. There's no way around it. Yeah. And so, and, and like Jen was saying, hearing the perspective from a farmer or from an agronomist, either one, uh, it's different perspective. It's almost like someone coming to me and saying, it's not going to rain. And, and, oh, thank you. you. Know, and you know it's going to. And it's yes. like, okay, listen, yes, it is. Uh, so I, I look back. It's like I'm the weatherman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So I, I can look back yeah. and see why some of the tweets really ticked some people off. And, 
And like I said, I've learned, I can probably guarantee you, I don't know that I'll make another tweet that'll tick people off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, part of it, though, too, was everyone was already stressed and had their panties in a bunch to begin with. Yeah, and I mean, that doesn't help. It wasn't like it was all about you and what you did. It was kind of the situation in general, too. You kind of got caught in the middle. Some of the guys, they, they actually ended up reaching out. They're like, hey, I'm interested in what you have. Like, I even talked to a couple of them. I'm like, okay, sure. yeah, I mean, I'll at least give you some information. So I say, think that's a great segue into, and you can do a sales spiel here. What's the difference between what you do and what my Channel 8 Weather app, app does? Yeah, so, you know, that is the number one question we get is, okay, why would I pay you, you know, $1,000 a year uh, when I could just get this for free on these apps? And... These, these, these apps and the news stations and, and all this free stuff that you have access to, it's all, you have to, first thing you have to think about is the news stations are all about one thing, and that's ratings, advertisements, getting, you know, selling their ads. So they're going to they're gonna say whatever they want, uh, and it may or may not be right, but they're not paid to be right or wrong. It, you know, they don't have people giving them their money to give them a forecast. Um, so they're, they're going to come in and get a paycheck either way if you're on the news station. If, if you're looking at your app, I mean, put it this way, there's about, roughly there's probably about 25 different computer models available on the planet. And what this app does is it takes the, the raw GFS data uh, that, that you and I and everyone have access to on a daily basis, and it automatically pulls that data and just gives you a forecast based on the GFS. So. If that run comes in and changes six hours and every six hours like it does, your app forecast changes. And we just put the human element into it and apply common sense and experience and say, listen, you know, this GFS model is erratic. It's very inconsistent. Um, and, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't use, I wouldn't do this based on that model. So we've tried to train our clients that listen, we're only going to update you if we really need to. Just because the model came in and changed doesn't mean that the outcome of the forecast has changed. So I guess that's the the big difference there. You know, um, instead of chasing your app every six hours, we we try and give you some stability and consistency in that forecast. Which, I mean, I can say that uh, that has been the case. Like my weather bug app, I don't even bother to look at it, you know, unless I want to see what the radar is. You know what I mean? Or the lightning. I like sure. the lightning tracker because mm-hmm. then I'm like, where's the storm at? Um, but <laughs> forecast wise, meh. You know, and there were plenty of times this year where we came to the afternoon update and you're like, there's no changes. You know, and meanwhile, yeah. we had traded yeah. up 20 or down 20 in soybeans because the GFS, you know, had come out and right. and added hot and dry or take, you know, moved the rain north or south or you know, something yeah. like that, and the market had swung rapidly because of it. So we have a client, and uh, I don't know if I can mention his name or not. So I, I don't. But he's a he's. A you don't big, have to. Yeah. Big, yeah, big. Uh, he's a big a grain trader, real big. You know, a real big business there, and real a group of really nice guys. They're really active on Twitter, and uh, you know, we were we were at the time right when the the corn the prices had gone to their their max. I don't know that exact value, but. Um, we our forecast during that time was like, listen, it's it's gonna it's gonna you know it's things gonna are gonna rain. yeah it's gonna rain things are gonna improve you know yeah you know, we don't give market advice period I don't no. ever discuss it but I I tell them it is going to rain so to them I think they take that as okay we need to sell or whatever it we, is did. we did I did yeah. that was it was a Friday afternoon at least for me it was a Friday. Um, Thursday, Friday time frame, and that Friday morning you had said that it was fo- going to rain the following week, and September corn was trading 3.98, and the market had it did rally for a couple days after, but I called my customers and I think I bought a half a million that day pricing basis contracts because I didn't want them to carry that risk into the weekend with the rain in the forecast. Right. So like, not I'm not trying to sound like a brown noser by any means, but <laughs> really because you are. Chance, Right? No, Can I have free service next year? <laughs> no. Um, no, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not joking. I'm not lying about That's why I kind of depend on, because I do, you know, we do use it. And uh, 
watching your forecast that morning, um, I was like, ugh, you know, and there was yeah. some talk. It wasn't, you weren't the only ones. Like, it wasn't like I was like, oh, you know, there was, you could see it, you know, it shown up a couple times in, in some of the models that you were watching. And there were some other ones that were kind of in agreement with you that the chance was there that we could see, you know, reasonable rains, mm-hmm. um, or at least the chance of rain. Because for a while there, there was just nothing. Like, you didn't even get a cloud. And, you know, Iowa is really weird because every now and again, you get a good stiff breeze in the summertime and you'll blow up a storm just yeah. out of the blue. It's it's a mm-hmm. weird and I think all of the planes are like that, but I'm new to Iowa. So that's what blows my mind the most. But even during that time, we weren't even getting that right. like you weren't even getting a, a tower cloud or anything decent to to build a storm. And then all of a sudden that rain came in and it did. It scared me that the market would have the ability to drop. And like I said, it rallied. A little bit after that i mean it wasn't like we sold it we did not sell at the high yeah. um but we sold at a value that we were happy about in the end or at the very least the guys who didn't sell and and still didn't let it go you know even as the market started to fall apart they're very sad that they didn't sell that day yeah. you know and that's what we you know that's that's what our ultimate goal is is to get them ahead of that i mean we 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 all know a we can't control the weather and so we can't control or tell you or or expect you to plan your planting and your harvesting and everything around them. You know, the weather's going to happen whether we tell you about it or not. But, it, you know, I think what can really help is, is if you have, especially in the markets and, and managing your finances, I think that's where the, the assistance can come from, you know. Because I always have farmers like, well, why would I pay for the weather? It's going to rain or it's going to be dry. I can't control it. And it's like, you know, you're right. There's no doubt about that. But there are other ways that I feel like you can take advantage of that. Well, I would think particularly for larger growers, too, just knowing with a mass amount of acres, just knowing which direction to go to where it's least likely to rain out would be valuable. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Like we saw that with uh, Sean today on Snapchat when he's like, look, there's the sun. And then he turns in the direction of the rain because that's Hill. where they had to yeah. harvest. Which Sean? Harmon. Yeah, yeah. I had, so we I, always, yeah. anytime we talk about Sean, it's Harmon. So yeah, that's. He, he, I had a run in with Sean, but then we talked on Twitter. On, oh, we've all Twitter had run ins with Sean. <laughs> and Sean's a cool guy. We ended up, to, you know, chatting out on their Twitter. So yeah, I thought, I thought that was who you were talking about. Do you, you guys, you hugged it out, didn't you? We hugged it out. Sean's a like, hugger. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I figured as much. It was like the best bro hug ever. Um, come here, bro. Let's let's hug. Um, so what you know with the the difference that you have? Because like, what tools do you use? Because you know I don't want to um, you know take away from your you know the super secret stuff that we we pay for or whatever. But you've got um, that deal out in the Pacific, mm-hmm. right? You guys watch that very closely. Tell us about that that tool that you pay attention to. So, yeah, so we, it's just a, a pattern recognition technique in the, in the North Pacific Ocean that's known as the Bering Sea Rule. Um, in, yes, that's in, what it's called. I had never remembered that. Even though I watch all the time, yeah. I am a loser. <laughs> and credit so the where Bering Sea Rule. Yeah, credit where credit's due. Joe Rankin is one of the founders of that. His name's Joseph Rankin. Um, and, uh, you know, I have worked with Joe for years and years just watching patterns that occurred in the Pacific Ocean reoccur in the United States. It, it's just, it's almost a, 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 a t- you know, 10 to 1 correlation. I mean, it literally is almost, it's 9 out of 10 times what happens there will reoccur here. Now, there are some wrenches and some caveats and some things that can change it a little bit, but, you know, normally what we see going on there, we, we have a, it gives us a really good idea of what's going to happen in the U.S. And it's funny because a lot of other meteorologists and a lot of other traders and guys who keep a close eye on this are like, well, that's just hogwash. That's not, that's not true. Why would we ever, why would we ever even pay attention to this? Um, and they even, they'll even make fun of it. It's like, Hey, I, I'm glad that you literally don't have any faith in this tool because we use it religiously. Um, yeah. and so, you know, that's kind of given us the, the upper hand, but I, I think the, the overall sharpest tool in our shed is the we don't have a bias which means we don't we don't forecast crop yield or market price so we don't care what direction it goes in 
Um, yeah. it, it, in, let me rephrase that. In terms of the forecast, and you know, obviously we don't want corn prices to go to two dollars and fifty cents, but we yeah. our forecast isn't based on that. You know, like the seven dollar corn major drought forecast a couple of years ago. Um, <laughs> That's you know, I mean, the best. I mean, my it, head it's, just exploded. Just so you know. Pure insanity. I don't even, still don't even know to this day how to really comprehend that. But it, I, I, you know, it, we just don't have an agenda. So whatever we see, we forecast it, you know. And I think that keeps our heads, believe it or not, if someone likes it really hot and dry, it's almost like they're biased to a hot and dry forecast. It's oh, really yeah, strange. It's, no, know? it's exactly, it's, it's uh, confirmation bias is what it's called yeah. in psychology, which is you, you are naturally drawn to the information that confirms your opinion <laughs> no matter what i always am yeah whatever makes tough. you feel right is yeah. you know what is yeah. is the direction so but so you guys use that because that's something that you you've talked about quite quite often is something that we've watched really closely and then you know what other tools because you use your common sense you know the common sense sort of side of things so you look at it and then kind of figure on what it's done historically then is that analogs and things yeah. like that kind of deal yeah, or definitely. so you know the the atmosphere is a big puzzle um and and there are pieces to it all around the world and all different regions um and the weather in greenland and the weather in alaska are going to have a direct impact on the weather in iowa no doubt about it yeah um and so there Which are, is crazy it is it it's is crazy even the weather in the korean islands is going to impact iowa i mean so we, we look at, you know, another thing we look at is, is East Asia. A lot of times if we see what we see going on in, in East Asia in the Western Pacific Ocean, six to ten days later, we, we get in on that weather here. Um, it's just like this big, you know, we woke up this morning to temperatures in the teens in the Dakotas um, on October 10th. You know, we had been talking about that October 10th date for a couple of weeks. Um, so that... We get those methods from just watching what's going on on the other side of the planet and saying, well, that normally does this. And so I know the model says that, that it's not going to happen, but we know that, you know, normally it does. So it's just that, that common, like you said, common sense, kind of that outside of the box approach. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's, it's almost like if you give someone, if you give someone, uh, I think the old adage is you give someone, uh, nine nine lines to draw draw a straight line through all the lines without picking up your pen you you can't do it you've got to go outside those lines to to do it it's it's impossible so getting Ooh, deep. yeah so getting outside that box and just looking at it in a different perspective has it just it works so now do, do you see significant changes in how forecasting has worked like do you see existence, and I know this is kind of, maybe it's the wrong podcast. If anytime I ask a question and, and the girls think I shouldn't, they're like, different podcast, and so we move on. Um, but, like, do you see evidence of, of the climate changing? I was thinking that, too. Oh, I was going to ask. Can we talk right? about That's global what, warming? So do you see, I mean. Go ahead, put it all out there. I was too. I was like, uh, yeah. They can so send do we their hate mail to Angie. Someone gonna yell. Oh man! Can I say Oklahoma? I'm saying Oklahoma. Sure, right in Oklahoma. What's <laughs> the lotion on his skin, or else it gets the hose again, Michael? Um, no. It, everywhere I go, everywhere I go, I, I do talks to to ag uh, to grower meetings and stuff all over the the ag belt all year long, and. Uh, every time it's i've never had a talk where i haven't had an 80 year old farmer who's been doing it for oh, 40 yeah. years go you know what about climate change and oh I'm yeah warming and so yeah i've found over the years that this is also a highly political debate too um, yes so but all Very politi uh, yeah yeah i mean all politics aside here's what i give every i give this answer to everybody um Planet Earth is 4.7 billion years old, all right? Yeah. We have accurate, reliable data for about the last 200 years, maybe. Probably closer yeah. to 150. <laughs> um, and 
So yep. you have to think about you're taking billions of years and you are trying to de decipher whether it did this 2.4 billion years ago or it didn't. And so yeah. I personally think that is insane. I think that uh, that the climate and the overall weather pattern is cyclical. I think it's a cycle. Um, I think warm, dry periods come, and I think cold and wet periods come and go. And I think, you know, we even have harsh summers uh, that are that are long and hot. We have summers that are short and cold, growing seasons that are short and cold. Um, yeah. You know, and I think they come in cycles. And I think that, <clears throat> you know, I think we're coming up on a period. I don't know if it's going to be this winter. We think it might be. But I think we're coming up on a period of colder winters and shorter growing seasons the next couple of years. And, and, and it's, it's back to, you know, we can relate that to solar energy and solar spots on the sun, but sunspots on the sun. But um, So are they more or less? More sunspots or le like less? Like what? Less. Okay. Call them solar okay. minimums. And the last time we had that minimum was back in 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010. Um, okay. You know, and so that think, stunk. Yeah, that yeah. was. I mean. so, so think back to those years, you know, and, and we're coming up on the on the solar minimum here. Uh, it's If it's not this winter, it will be next. It's going to be close. But it's a cycle. It's They come and go. Um, you know, think back to, if you guys remember, January 5th of 2014 when the polar vortex came down. Yeah. Right? And Ugh. we had minus 50 wind chills. And I even, I boiled a pot of water. Because I'm, I'm a nerd, so here's the nerd in me for a second. But I boiled a pot of Did water. Did that work? Oh, absolutely, yeah. It, it just disappears? Dis in second. I mean, it, you, wow. I threw a huge pot of water right over my head and it was gone. <laughs> You are a ballsy oh, man. Wow. I would not do it over my head. But <laughs> I was just getting ready to that's, say that. Yeah. We did it. I, even, I have it on video somewhere on Facebook. Oh, so. damn. It was like a, a really hardcore ice bucket challenge. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Like it was yeah, super. It, super it, uh, it evaporated immediately. So, um, yeah. but you know, you, you know, you think back to that and you think back to all the global warming talk and then, you know, the last two. Let's think about the last two and a half years. Overall, it's been very warm, no doubt about it. We, we had the super El Nino um, two years ago. And believe it or not, that there's a hangover effect from that that can last up to two years. I mean, when of you the take- the super El Nino? Yeah, I mean, when you take the-, the <laughs> When you take the, the, uh, an event to that magnitude that impacts, you know, half of the equator- um, Yeah. It is, it's huge, and it, it takes forever for the atmosphere to either balance itself out or to, to drop the other foot. And yeah. so, climate, I, so to answer your question, has the climate changed? Yes, it has. Has it happened before? Yes, it has. So, yeah. do I believe in global warming? No. Do I believe that the weather patterns are cyclical? Yes. Well, then do you think it's part because we know so much more, like we can watch so much more about the weather in, you know, with the, the computer analogs and all of the things that can compute so much more information, you know, climatological, how do you say that? Data? <laughs> climatological? Is that it? Is that a word? I think that is gynecology. That's what <laughs> It sounds awkwardly similar, but like you can take so much more data now, you know, and, and factor it in where before, like my grandparents had a barometer in their dining room. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, that's how my grandpa would be able to tell us if it was going to rain or not that, you know, like when I was really, really, I have young. one of those in my head. Yeah. Karen knows if it's going to rain. It started at 3am this morning and finished about eight o'clock. Yeah. With her yeah she wants to know why. Dr. Meteorologist. Well, obviously, something came through between 3 and 8 to give me a migraine overnight. Well, you know, my wife says that she went into labor because the pressure dropped. And, uh, you know, that's why we had our daughter last year. She said she was, it's because we had a front come through. So That happens with cows. Yeah. Not to call your wife a cow, but there's a lot of livestock people that, you know, abide by those rules, too. Well, they'd said yeah, something I mean, about when the hurricanes were hitting that they had advised some of the women that were like at the point of no return, like being pregnant wise, like 
they advised some of them to come to the hospital just because they were concerned about that. I don't know if that's true or not, but um, that's what they had said is that they were worried that the pressure would drop and a lot of women would go into labor at like the peak of the hurricane or whatever and not be able to get to the hospital. Like, like I said, don't know if it's true. I heard it on the radio, I think. Uh, Abe Lincoln can tell you on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter. It's all Twitter. Twitter told me. Yeah, that's exactly it. Have we had some extremes this year? Because, I mean, to me, it seems like we've had more bigger hurricanes this year and more wildfires this year than we have maybe the past few. Yeah, I, I we've had some extremes, no doubt. And, and that's what kind of goes back to when we had that super El Nino and now we're actually going into a La Nina, uh, actual bona fide La Nina. So literally... Think about um, think about taking a hot piece of or, or, or a piece of wrought iron. Um, and think I was about waiting for it. the end of that. I was really excited about the end of that that start. <laughs> Take about taking a hot piece of. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's gonna say ace, and you're like, no. And I was like, damn. But anyway, so take a piece of hot wrought or wrought iron or whatever you. A piece of wrought iron and stick it in a fire and let it sit there for two days and just let it just you know melting hot iron and then stick it in a bucket of ice water and you know you know the reaction that you're going to get from that that's what we're doing to our atmosphere as we speak we are literally just shocking it i mean it's it's putting the brakes on it's making a big change and we're going into a la nina we've got these hurricanes going on got these wildfires going on it's you know uh it's been snowing um you know we've got a lot of crazy stuff going on so you said we're doing this, though? Is that what you said? Or did I miss something? Yeah, that's the, what? what the world, the climate is doing right now. Okay, the climate yeah. is doing. Okay. Yep. I'm yeah, trying to think. I, so, like, current state. Like, currently we are, that, that's what we're doing when we're going from an El Nino to a La Nino. And we, especially a strong. Oh, the climate is doing that. We aren't, yeah. as yeah. people, doing that to our... Okay, oh, I no. say back, Jen. Stop drinking. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. Well, I can't. You know, some people do blame people that we're ruining the weather, and so I'm like, I'm focusing here. I'm trying. Okay, so explain to us, just because you know we need refreshed on it. What does a La Nina mean? So a La Nina is uh, the the water in the equator, the equatorial Pacific Ocean, uh, just off the coast of South America. Um, that is water that is colder than normal essentially the the surface and the depth of the water is below the average temperature um, so it believe it or not affects literally the entire planet it is the uh, it is the largest pattern driver in the world so um, really yes, hands down so the, so is that water ch- is it changing I mean how yeah. I'm so confused. so it, it's changed by the trade winds. So, <clears throat> okay. if we have uh, El Ni- or, uh, La Nina is a is a result of easterly trade winds. So we have okay. we have colder tr- uh, winds blowing over the water that uh, cause that water to cool. And then anytime we have any upwelling, uh, and we kind of turn turn the waters, uh, that colder water is it's it does that easier on an easterly trade wind. Um, so we're not talking traders like Angie who are full of hot no, air. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. We're I'm talking about actual wins. Your face okay. and hot air. Sorry. So what Do you need to say Oklahoma? <laughs> to happen here from this La Nina? Or what's the possibility of what will happen around here? So typically what happens is with these La Ninas, and this year's unique, I'll explain that in a second, but typically what happens is, is uh, winters are harsh. Um, they're colder. They're, they feature not more snow, this. and they're just. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm not gonna lie. I love well, snow. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> no, actually, my my non-scientific uh, acorn and uh, oak tree helicopter thingy forecast says that we're going. I thought to it was be... persimmons or something. No, that's stupid. I don't know who someone came up with that. Oh, okay. I don't know. That wasn't me though. It wasn't my... you, huh? Yeah, mine is the the helicopter thingies. Um, yeah. You know, that fall out of the trees and like land in all your crap so and then sprout trees there? later. What's your theory with that, Angie? I'm curious. When they increase, it's because Mother Nature knows. So if you have lots, Mother Nature knows she needs to provide for the animals. So she puts more acorns, uh, pine cones, and helicopter thingies on the trees. 
You know, it's that's just my damn theory. And then so that you say that because we're out where I deer hunt. I'm a deer hunter, and yeah. where I go, the yeah. acorns are out of control this year. They're I'm everywhere. telling you, that's what the squirrels are going to be getting them pretty soon, putting them in their tree trunk, just like on that Disney show. So they're hoarding, you know, huh. Chip and Dale. Yeah, yeah. that's why. Chip and not and not and the Chip and Dale Chris dance. No, not the good head. Not the good one. So. Chris Farley, yeah. Chris Farley and uh, what Patrick Swayze, that was awesome. Yeah, but uh, no, that's that's my that's always been kind of just something that I've noticed is that it seems to be um, when we have a lot of acorn or pine cones and a lot extra amount of acorns more so than the helicopter thingies, but they just kind of yeah. See, we call them whirly gigs. Same thing. We call them whirly gigs. Yeah, that spin down. So yeah. So so wives' tales because that that would fit into wives' tales. So is there any? Um, validation to um, whirlwinds. Which way whirlwinds turn? I I personally don't believe so. Now, I don't know. I haven't okay. actually studied it to really see if there's a statistical relationship there, but I, I don't think so. I, I'll tell you this when it comes to wives' tales. So you guys mentioned the persimmon seeds. Um, yeah, right. For the last three years here in Indiana, every persimmon seed I've ever seen has had the spoon in it. And right, means a bad winter. Yeah, it means a bad winter, and you're shoveling a lot of snow. And we've had the least two snowiest winters yeah. ever. Yeah, the last I would years. agree. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it, it, it's it's funny. They also say the number of, of fog in August, uh, the number of days that you have dense fog, is the number of days you'll have snow in the winter. Um, and I, I can tell you that is not true. Either. Oh wow! Yeah. It does not. It does not so. That way. <laughs> so. What about the red sky at night, sailor's delight, red sky in the morning, sailor take warning? I don't believe that either. Neither do I. (laughs) But I wish it was right. Yeah, I mean, I've... Do you believe in the farmer's almanac? No. (laughs) Right? (laughs) No, I... I don't read it, but I thought I'd ask. (laughs) I don't. I've... You know, last year, I think they used a word, uh, penetrating cold. Penetrating Uh, cold. See, that just sounds wrong. It sounds yeah, uncomfortable. It sounds like Angie starts giggling like well, Beavis and Butthead. Like right? Something you wake up to in the middle <laughs> of the night. Am I right, girls? Like that's what. Back off with your penetrating cold. Just saying. I mean, not that I'm speaking from experience or anything. I'm just saying. I might yell Oklahoma for you this time. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. oops where'd that come from i don't know but yeah so like last winter they said it was supposed to be really like so penetrating does that what they mean when it's like humid out and you feel the cold in your bones you know i wish i knew what it meant i don't (laughs) i don't know what but now it'll never have the same connotation again like next time you hear the forecast you're predicting are you saying we're going to have snow in the I-States this year? I think so. Oh, yeah. Because I have a five-year-old who got a mini I, snowmobile like six months after she was born, and she has never used it yet. <laughs> well, I think this year she's going to use it. At, and I, but here's the, the, the thing is, I don't know yet. I don't know yet because it's still only October, but I don't know if it's going to be Waterloo, Iowa, or close to, Chicago, Illinois, or Indianapolis, Indiana. Somewhere in between those three cities, they're going to get a lot of snow this winter. A lot. Ooh. Um, I'm glad I don't I, live there. I'm on the yeah. other side. I'm water. south. <laughs> I'm, south and west. I'm, yeah, I think that I think between where you live and out towards Karen's area, if she's in the same area that I went and visited, I think that there's going to be a lot of snow. Wait, I'm in central people. Illinois. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Karen, yeah. you are? Yeah, how, so, okay, are you close to Champaign, kind of? Bloomington, you came to the ISU Research Farm and spoke for our County Farm Bureau last year. Yeah, yeah, I think you're in a money spot for snow. I don't like you. I really do. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I'm glad I got the truck then, Uh, that's much better. Now, okay, so I really don't care if it snows a lot or not. I mean, I do, it's going to piss me off because I've got some traveling to do and stuff like that, and that's always a pain in the ass, like... With an infant going, or well, it'll be a toddler this year, like going to the airport and dealing with snowstorms and stuff like that. But what really matters is South America. 
So La Nina tends to impact Brazil, right, in a hot, hot and dry, or is it too much rain, or how do they usually deal with La Nina, and, and do you expect it to be the same this year? And we, I, don't worry, I won't hold you to it, but I, I am interested in um, your, your thoughts on that. You know, yeah, so typically La Nina in South America, in primarily Brazil, the result is hot and dry. Um, and the problem is also the direct result is a, a extraordinarily wet uh, area like northeast Argentina, uh, getting southern Mato Grosso de Sol kind of into Uruguay areas there. That's where you're, you're going to be incredibly wet, like too wet. And then in Brazil, you're going to be like too dry. So um, the more La Nina intensifies and strengthens, the, the more those two contrasts are going to be magnified. Um, and, and so we, you know, we fully anticipate our, our outlooks down there, um, anticipate you know, La Nina to really kind of be in control uh, over the course of the next several months. So it's, uh, it, it, it's going to be too wet for some people and too dry for others. So <laughs> take yeah. that how you... You know, it's it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a challenge for sure, no doubt. Yeah, it continues to be in a, a matter of I mean, and really, no matter the amount of forecasting that you put out right now, the market's not necessarily going to respond. I mean, I think there's a we haven't seen the market trade down to the lows that we'd anticipated because I think we have a certain level of risk premium in place in case we do see something happen in South America. But it's going to take us January before we really have a feel for you know, the kind of rain that has fallen during what typically is their wet season here over the next couple months into, right. you know, their, their summer and, and beyond. So we're, we're sitting here hoping like hell they have a production issue because that's about the only thing that would guarantee, you know, reasonable upside moves to the market, you know, which reasonable is, is very relative this year because we just have a lot of overwhelmingly crappy fundamentals anyway. But I mean, that's going to kind of be one of those things that we continue to watch really closely. And that's something that you guys offer, that you've really added over the last couple of years, right? The, the South American forecast too, to yeah. your, your yeah. repertoire. Yeah, for sure. We, we've uh, kind of, that's kind of our focus in the ag world right now is South America. Cause we know we're kind of winding down up here other than the harvest going on. But um, you know, we, there, there's a lot of focus, a lot of time being put in down there for sure. So it's, uh, it, it's, it, it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out. I mean, if I were, Without this is off the record, even though we're on the record, but right. I would say that it's off the record. Do you want me to take <laughs> this out, or can we leave it in? <laughs> no, no, you can leave it in. <laughs> if, I were, if I were a betting man, uh, I would say there's going to be some some serious issues down there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's going to be some. I think there's going to be some issues that are going to impact yeah. things. You know, yeah. um, and when I say things, you can, you know what I mean. I mean, you can take it and run with that. But I, I think that. Uh, it's not going to be a normal growing season. No. So you'll no. have some areas no. that could have, you know, some up, up, better than expected yields if they're on the br- the brim of that right amount of moisture. Um, but then you're going to have areas that are too wet and too dry. I mean, it'll be, and the biggest difference in South America is, is the, the technology that's quite a bit different than up here when it comes yes. to seed and production and some of those things. Um, yes. You know, that and second crop corn. I mean, second crop corn to me, I mean, soybeans matter, but how, what happens with Brazil's second corn, second corn crop is, is going to be huge because if, if they have a production issue with that and, and can't get it planted there, you know, February, March into April um, or March, April, um, you know, you could really see a, a bullish turn for our corn last half of the summer. So it's all something to, to really kind of pay attention to and, and that we've been watching really closely, at least I have been watching really closely and, and know a lot of the farmers that we talk to are, are also watching. Yeah. So yep. I think I definitely think it's something to keep a close eye on if you're if you're in that in that business and um, you know it's uh, and, and and I think that could shape how things evolve into planting of next year, you know, and how mm-hmm. we kind of you know you know what I mean? I think there could be, I think there's going to be weather related impacts for sure. Yeah. Do you guys have any extra questions? Gals, other gals? No, actually this has been very interesting. We started following you. How long have you been doing this? 
Um, this is our fifth year. I'd say five years. This is our our fifth year yeah. in business. Yeah. You 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 did it locally here, um, yes. and you tracked quite a few storms exactly right. It was it was very fascinating to watch. Um, it still is. Don't get me wrong, but when you first started. Uh, you tracked quite a few storms right down to their right here in Johnson County, right down to where they they were. It was it was fascinating to watch. Thank you, appreciate that. We I miss those days because we we uh, we just I didn't have anything on the yeah, lines, <laughs> so like I wasn't very incredibly stressed out. I was working at Lowe's and putting myself through college, and uh, and so I yeah. was doing it for fun, you know. And uh, and now yeah, I and I this, think it's. <laughs> It's a little more tense, yeah. I can imagine. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like anything you do when it's when it's kind of a, I don't want to say a hobby, but you do it because you have a true interest in it. Is a lot different than when you're getting paid to do it and people rely on you. It, well, especially some of the big groups that you're working with now. I mean, you don't have to. Yeah. I don't know if you can talk about it, but you've got. I mean, you're working with a big seed company. You're working with mm -hmm. what Indiana DOT now, right? I mean, yeah, you've got. Yeah. Go ahead and tell us about that. Yeah. I mean, you're really working with some some big dogs out there now. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been humbling for sure. Last year, we were we were brought over to Bex Bex Hybrids in, in uh, there in Atlanta. And, uh, and and told that the guys there had been watching us for two years and they wanted they wanted a quote for for weather for their entire company and that, that was what probably the coolest thing that's ever happened to me personally with this business it's been uh, it was really cool to see all that come together and uh, we're working with Indiana Department of Transportation now for the whole state of Indiana and all of the major hospitals in Indiana get forecasts from us um, the Cincinnati Reds um, so there's some, you know, some, some really Angie Setzer, big, uh, goddess of grain on Twitter. Angie Setzer, yeah. I mean, that's the biggest Kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah. <That's a> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll just it, go sit down now. You know. <laughs> so, yeah, we've had that. We, we, it, we've, it, the pressure is way different now. You know, I, I remember early in June, I got on Market Rally Radio with Chip Flory, and, and uh, he said, hey, what's the June outlook? What's going to happen? Because we've we've started off, was it the start of June, Kirk, where yes. we were so hot and dry? Hot yeah, dry. so we started out so hot Kirk's and dry. Kirk's been there? Kirk is lurking in the Weather background? Dude, Kirk is in Not the to background. be confused with here. Weather Dude Thanks Kirk 360. That guy? He's here. He's right next to me. Yeah, he's here. My favorite's when people <laughs> like to be confused with whether right smack tweet him. Not. They're like, "Ooh, you're such a dweeb," and he's like, "I didn't forecast 650 cord, man." And I'm like, "Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. It was all him." We had to change. The poor guy had to change his tweet. <laughs> you know, I well when I saw it, I was like, "Oh no, that's." That's sad. He doesn't even know what he's getting into. It's like watching a cow go to a slaughterhouse. Like he has the wrong name right now, because yeah, like because yeah. he was Captain Kirk, he wasn't he? Like that, wasn't it? Was. That's what I thought. And I was yeah, like, oh, look at that douchebag. And then I was like, oh, different douchebag. <laughs> totally unrelated to the other. It just happens to be a meteorologist too. Poor guy he doesn't even know what's happening. It must be a thing with the meteorologists. They love Captain America. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to say they're nerds, but. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. Yeah. I, and I definitely, I'm jealous that you guys get to, because I really wanted to, I really did. Like, when I was a kid, like, meteorology was my bag, man. Like, I was the only probably, like, five-year-old at kindergarten that they were like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm a meteorologist. And so how did you end up in lesbian studies? Then? <laughs> So, I must be in English. Right? I was an English major with a study, women's study. Shut up. Just because I was a women's studies minor for like two years doesn't mean anything. Um, no, I, uh, I looked at how much a weather person makes and how much they had to go to school for. And I was like, that's, I want to make more money than that. And, uh, which, of course, to be independent is probably a different story, I hope, for you guys. Because, you know. That's why I went the independent route. Honestly, it really is. I mean, I, there was I saw the the caps and and you got to move across the country yeah. and live in no man's land. And I, I didn't yeah, and I wasn't. So, did you want to be a weather boy since you were in kindergarten? I did. Yeah, I think it's one of those <laughs> things. Like, I grew up with a kid. 
I was in kindergarten with my friend Seth, and he always wanted to be a weatherman, and he works for the National Weather Service in Texas, so it's kind of funny. He, it must be all the same. You know, he, he's wanted to be one since yeah, you were in kindergarten. I did, so yeah. I, again, I, I did that. the next best thing. I'm a market analyst. I work in commodities. You know, so, like, but, yeah, that, and I suck at science and math. Like, I was really good at it, and then I hit puberty, and it got harder, and I stopped knowing. <laughs> it, <laughs> it got yeah. harder. You hit puberty, and it got harder. Damn. Yeah, that's like, you got stopped. I didn't. Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't college. I wanted to make sure I didn't want it. I saw enough after school specials. I was prepared for that. I waited until I was in college. So I knew to say no up, up until then. But uh, no, I, yeah, I did. I wanted to be when I grew up. And, and so now here I am. And I kind of live vicariously through you guys. Cause I'm like, look at the cool weather guys. Um, you know, and, and I'm able to do that. But so do you guys, uh, before we, we hit the end here, um, cause Michael's going to be getting to bed soon. Cause he's got, he wakes up at like 2 AM. 330. 330. It's like you milk yeah. cows. I apologize for all of, and all of egg Twitter's behalf for all of the douchebags that we sometimes have in our group. Yeah. That's I'm one of them. We do. I'm one of that's them. What, right. Jen. <laughs> You're a nice one that's though. Okay. Like that's what, yeah. And that's. I mean, that's the main thing is it does every little piece of it. And that's, and you know, like I said, I'm, I'm really happy to see the success that you guys have had. Um, you know, you, you do work very hard. Like you've just added some other weather people, um, as well. Right. So you continue to grow. So that's awesome. Um, you know, it's, it's really, really nice to see today's day and age, an independent group that's able to, to grow and, and be successful. Yay. Independence. Um, Woohoo. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank you very much. I tell you what's been, what's really cool is the, the farming community in general. Um, I've, I've made a lot of friends in, in, the, in the community and when, when one of them likes it, a lot of them, they all text each other and they're all friends all across the, the whole, the whole freaking area there. Everybody knows everybody kind of. And so that's been, that's helped us, you know? And so I'm, anybody that that is listening to this and we, we're forever grateful for the support and, and uh it, it's we couldn't we we would not be where we're at today without the ag uh industry there's no doubt about it i mean it's are you under the impression that we actually have listeners <laughs> angie might have lied to you <laughs> yeah i'm sorry my mom says thank you she actually has followed you for a long time too my mom has so she was oh, all nice. giddy that i was going to talk awesome. to you i'm like i talk to him all the time not on your podcast i'm like whatever helen um so yeah no it is it's it's cool that we get to see you um you know to watch you grow i feel like it because i feel like you've been on twitter for like three years and when yeah. you've ver- you right it's been th- like is it two or three client, years i think by the way my, my third ag plant ever. yeah third number three third you see yeah. that yeah. number three that's what, and so, yeah, I mean, it, I, I've watched you kind of grow and, and develop into that, that way, into the egg um, forecasting, and, and uh, it makes me happy to, to see you guys doing well, and, and uh, definitely we're here to help, you know, help you in any way, and, and I, I know this year it had been a little bumpy with kind of the exposure or, or seeing or learning or whatever it may be, but. Um, 2017 has just sucked in general, no matter what. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for about everyone, it's it's really not been a good time. So, um, but yeah, we appreciate your time coming on here. Um, let everyone know how they can uh, sign up if they wanted to get your service or anything like that. Just go to your website, yeah. or yeah, just go to bamwx.com, or uh, you can email me info at bamwx.com, and if you mention this uh, this podcast, I'll, I'll give you a discount. Woohoo! Um, yeah, yeah, just say you, you, you were on the check that yeah, out. Just say you're on girls listening to girls talk ag, and we'll uh, we would love to, to help you out. So, absolutely, bamwx.com. Girls talk ag getting you guys the hookup. That's that's as good as I'm gonna get with sounding <laughs> cool. <laughs> now I'm gonna go snap my suspenders. But so uh, on that note, we'll wrap it up. Like I said, we'll let Michael head to to bed here pretty soon because. It's yeah. This morning he messaged me at like three thirty. Responded to my message or whatever, and I'm like, "Who does that yeah. at three yeah, That's I'm early." Sorry. I didn't think about that. No, I it didn't. It like no, no, no. You it, 
No, it never You can talk to dairy farmers, just I not just, Angie. Yeah, I know. You, I, it did not wake me up. Let's just okay. be clear here. It was one of those things that uh, uh, I just looked at it and I was like, whoa, yeah. that's early. <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah, it is is definitely an early time, but but no, we definitely appreciate you coming on. Um, go check out uh, bamwx.com. You know, send Michael an email on on uh, um, on getting the services if that's what you're looking for, and and uh, you know, we thank you for your time. Awesome, well, I appreciate you guys having me, and you guys have a great rest of your day. You too, you too. Thanks. Thanks. and we'll see you next week, thank listeners. You. So be around next week for something super awesome. It always is. You know it. We just don't know what it is until it happens. So have a good one.